0: What's up, what's up people welcome to another episode of i am negan atwd podcast i am your host adam vale and tonight i am joined by dana abrocrombie hola and richard bailey jr
1: yes good evening ladies and gentlemen all
0: right people again thank you for all the views thank you for all the subs it's great just glad that people enjoying it, enjoying watching World Beyond, Fear the Walking Dead, and eventually Walking Dead proper when that returns. But uh, let's just get into it, right? Enough, enough of the chatter. This is World Beyond, Season 1, Episode 3, Tiger and the Lamb. Alright, so the episode opens off with Silas. This pretty much is going to be about Silas, this entire episode. There's a lot that happens in this episode, but it, it's Silas's backstory that really pulls me in at least personally that's what i I picked up and i think that's what they were going with because right off the bat opening scene we see silas with his headphones we were all assuming he was listening to some music when we first saw it but nope he's listening to a tape recording that is from his grandpa and his grandma and they're welcoming him i guess at six years old it says oh it's great that you're going to be living with us and we love you and it's just very comforting so maybe it's just something to soothe him to calm his nerves. But during this time, we also see these weird flashes. These cut scenes. Shows his hands. It looks like he's in an ambulance of some sort. Then another scene, we'll see where he's handcuffed. And uh, again, I'm really paying attention to the size of his hands. To see if he's you know, smaller, if he's still kid. No, it, it looks like he's a teenager and he's being handcuffed. Something happened. Could be a bunch of things. Alright? It doesn't necessarily mean he did anything to the grandparents, could be something before, after, well maybe not before because he was six, but definitely within the time frame of where he met with the group and the parents, something something happened. So Rich, what did you think? You have some theories on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, just as you stated, this entire episode, you know, the whole backstory of Silas was explored. Uh you don't get an answer as to every uh, thing that has happened Yeah, you get a lot of clues, but there's no concrete, specific answers as to who exactly he might have killed or or, or hurt. Um, Basically, what we know is that this character is an outcast, and we see that from the very beginning of this show. Um, He really does not really associate with anybody, tries to keep to himself, but he does take a liking to Iris, and he does interact with Hope, although anytime he has an interaction with Hope she's telling him don't tell nobody this don't tell nobody this he broke that rule in this episode which you'll get into later on but um it's just that this is a character that is an outcast um and when we do when, when when we when i did see that opening shot i was glad that they are taking this approach to explaining more about the character i do expect them to have a episode also devoted to elton because uh That's another character we don't really know too much about. We only know what the character has told us so far. We haven't seen that character's backstory yet, so I definitely expect us to see that in the future as well. But yeah, pretty much this episode, I didn't have a problem with them exploring this because the previous episode, we got a chance to learn more about Felix and some secrets that he has. But what I got out of this is that every character has a secret for some reason. You know, Last episode, Felix, we found out what his secret was. This episode, we find out more about what uh, Silas's secret is. So I think that's the whole narrative that they're going with, uh, is that for you to learn more about these characters so that you can question when they make decisions later, now you're getting an understanding of what led to this decision. So that's what I got out, out, out of this whole character exploration for Silas. What about you, Dana?
2: Um... Again, I was kind of—I did not expect that they would give us the backstory right away in the third episode. I know that there's two seasons. I knew we was gonna eventually get everyone's backstory, but I did not think it would be this early. Um, so I really appreciate that. What this show seems to do is that it has this way of kind of—it well, this one it succeeded, but it tries to like feed you bits and pieces to keep you. Hanging on and to keep you, you guessing and wanting for more. So with the Silas situation, we've kind of heard, you've well, always seen in the previous two episodes that you know the other kids on the campus don't seem to like him, and he does not feel like he belongs. And they did say that, oh, you know, this guy, like, how could they let him here? He's in here it's like something belongs to a murderer. And then when we, you know, we saw this opening uh with him i did not have that in the front of my mind again when they had the ambulance scene i thought that maybe his parents was dead in that sense but when they put the handcuffs on him that was when it was like oh what's going on here and i didn't know if it was one of those mistaken accidental things (laughs) or even what was going on yeah
0: definitely something happened to his parents that's why he's going off to live with his parents and yeah. we're going to get more into a little more it information
2: just shaking hands yeah, yeah. and it kind of looked like it looked like a kid who was in shock
0: yeah yeah and and it just keeps coming up with the hands so uh, the next part it's it's another one of these weird situations where we have more questions about just the, the overall location cuz there it is they're in the bog and there's all these empties around the smell of burning tires is around but then iris wakes up when elton and they're not wearing masks They're not wearing any facial coverings, but they're in that vicinity. Iris' first thing is like, oh, where's Hope? She gets on the walkie-talkie. Hope instantly replies. Oh, I went on that mission that Elton suggested, that, that strategy of going and setting off the siren over at the factory. So that's what I went off to do. They get into a little back and forth. Our, uh, Hope eventually gets cut off. She says something's happening. She has to go. We see the credits pop up. I-, I was expecting a little more with that. I don't know. Something about it just didn't feel right. We've talked about it. We just. I'm not getting the connection between these two. I'm not feeling it right now. Maybe later on. But uh, once we get back into it, uh, we get a quick little flashback. For uh, Silas, and this is him with his uncle, and it's at this present age. That's what I'm assuming because he, he, based off of the hair length, it looks the the same. And he's sitting in an office, and right across the the desk is Felix, pretty much giving him an interview. And he's saying, "Hey, your your uncle works here, and he vouches for you. Now you're saying you want to work here, but you don't want to be a student." And then uh, the uncle just says, "Hey, he's a good boy. No matter what you hear, he's a good guy, good kid." And it's just weird, the, the whole situation of what's going on with this, from what we just saw before and then now this scene. And it's like, all right, so this was how he was introduced and this is how he was brought over to the campus through the uncle. And he was brought in to be a hired hand to work and not as a student. So that's another interesting aspect of all this. So that explains why he doesn't have many friends because he's not uh, interacting with them on that level. You know, he's there just to work. Uh, the following scene is f- pretty quick after that. It's uh, the one where it's, um, um, uh, Iris gets on the walkie-talkie, start panicking again. Hope, are you there? Hope, are you there? I was really hoping they wouldn't have something like that, or at least not have Hope come back on the phone fo- uh, on the walkie right away. But no, it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. It's just a little something happened. But anyway, here's the plan. She's going to go up to the top, set the siren off. She wants them to head across to go to the office, and then wait for the siren to go off. And once the siren goes off, and the empties start getting attracted to the siren, then they can make a run for the exit. Right? There's the plan. So that's what they're gonna gather up. But again, we get this really quick little scene, little flashback cut scene of, and I'm assuming it's a flashback because every time they show it, it it's the same scene. And it's his hand shaking. Silas is hand shaking. And then Silas uh, looks over at Elton and Nelson, says to him, "Say, hey, maybe we won't have to kill any empties." I was like, uh, but I got a better idea. Um, the big one, the strong one, I'll just carry your bags and I'll carry Iris' bags. And they're like, oh, all right, cool, whatever. And he was like, you guys can do the killing. I don't want to. So uh, this is a key part because, again, the, there's another segment right after where they're walking through this BOG. And this time, now they have face coverings. And it just baffled me that the, maybe they forgot. That they were like, oh, we were supposed to be have to have these kids wearing face coverings when they entered, and we didn't do it. Then all right, let's do it now because in episode one and two there were no face coverings, but now they have them. So they're walking through, and it's it's foggy, it's loud and noisy. But then one empty gets pretty close to Silas, and he does a grunt, which triggers another flashback. and then this flashback was a very interesting one because it's again the hands. But now you see him on top of, I'm assuming a person. It, it definitely didn't look like an empty, but he's just going to town. But he looks older. It's his. It's this present version. It's not a younger version. Because uh, that's one of the theories that I had, that maybe he was in a mental hospital or something for a long period of time, just got out, uncle's trying to hook him up with a job or something. Maybe that was it. But no, I don't know. It Just this whole little segment here. It's uh, pretty telling. So, real quick, for because this is a, a big moment for him, especially with this episode and this story. Dana, what did you get from this? Because I know you you had a lot to say when you saw this. You, who do you think he's pounding on in this flashback?
2: Um, I uh, I'm going to say a family member. I had. A you still think it's rec- a family member? I still say it's a family member. Um, the thing is that at first I didn't know if the person was changing. And then, you know, you get through a the rage of frustration, he's pounding on the person. But from, you know, looking at it, it didn't seem like you don't see a face. We just see everything from, like, far away, and he's beating on someone. But to me, it didn't really feel like it was somebody who was turning or had turned. Um, this was blood was everywhere. This was very brutal. Um, this was very focused kind of pure violent beatdown, which you know, go back to when they had the first um, flashback and it showed the cuts on his hands. So this was something that was very violent and brutal, and this, again, it made me more intrigued about Silas, because my mind was not going with him. I thought he was going to be the quiet teddy bear. I honestly thought that the one who had more of a secretive, violent past would have been
0: the other kid. I don't know where you <laughs> got that from, because I instantly got there was something going on with him. Just when he said, hey, I want to go with you guys, and also, I have no plans of ever going back. And that's what I said, even in the yeah. last episodes. I'm like, something he's he's running from, and I can't wait to find out his backstory. And now we're slowly finding out what's going on. You know, Rich, what do you got? Anything on this one? What did you think about this? Do you think it, it was just uh, someone that he was pounding on that converted, or do you think this was a family member like Dana?
1: I, I don't believe that it's somebody that converted to being an actual uh, empty. I think it was the actual living person. It could have been a grandmother, grandfather, or relative. Uh, My guess is that they're going to dive further into this stuff because this episode, we learned a lot about Silas, but yet there's a lot of other key questions that still have to be asked uh, and answered. So what I got out of that though was that, yeah, when he heard the sound, it triggered he definitely wanted to act. And then, as you both stated, when he said from the first episode, when he said he leaving, I have I don't ever want to go back. That kind of also tells me that even though it is implied that he has a good relationship with his uncle, I would not be surprised if his uncle also did something to him. Oh, you think it's an that, abuse? It, yeah, because it, it has to be more than more hmm. more to that, hmm. because because also you remember later in this episode, Felix had mentioned, you know, your uncle misses you. Oh, yeah, and he yeah, says, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I know he misses me, but he would want me to be out here doing what I'm doing now. So it's a, a weird relationship that yeah, they need to provide way. more details on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So then, as you just stated, he, he looked like he was about to attack. He'd lift up his weapon. He was getting ready. And then he doesn't. And Iris just pops up on the scene, grabs him, says, come on, let's go get with the group. Get with the group. They didn't have to do it. So then they move on. Now we cut away to hope. Now, Hope is at that factory. She has her flashlight, still has her facial covering, and she's using a flashlight. And this is the thing pretty much a, a trope that I hate when you watch these movies. Because what's the first thing you think is going to happen? First thing you think is going to happen either. Uh, uh, an empty or walker or whichever zombie is going to jump out or the person's light is going to stop working. Well, they went with the the ladder. The the, the flashlight stops working all of a sudden. And she's banging on. It's not working. She's walking around in the dark. She knows she has to find her way up. Sure enough, we see off in the distance. There is an empty. And then now it's it i was expecting more from this scene i was like let's get like a chase or something or maybe she opens up a door and there's another one and now they see she's there and it's a whole big to do nothing nothing happens here this was a letdown because i was waiting for the build-up especially when they had the the flashlight go out because if anything the flashlight going out actually worked in her favor because now it's not going to lure the empty right so the next scene is more impactful because this is the one where the group finally makes it over to the office once they're there they're looking around silas finds an item he shows it to iris Iris was like what what are you showing me oh this is something that my mom uh used to buy me over at the store he, she says oh i miss my mom what about you he's like no he doesn't miss. It's like, uh, okay, well, then whatever, you know. And and she starts talking about uh, the hardships and all the craziness out there. It's like, are you scared of all this? Because she, she saw how he was freaked out before. And he's like, no, this is the key part. I'm not scared of them, them. So he is scared of someone or something. Something else is happening in his life that's freaking him out. But it's not this shit. It's not this. That's not why he, he hesitated. It's because that triggered this memory. And then at this point, closet door opens and ta-da it's felix and huck they were making out a door to something in the closet you know i I, for just to be honest i thought that was a door in another room and that they just opened up because they heard the voices but you guys pointed out no they were in a closet so Mm -hmm. I, i mean that means that they walked past the group didn't see them sleeping wherever they were did all that and, and got into this area here so if anything they if they just if the group would have hesitated maybe another half hour they probably would have never met up with felix and Huck, because felix and Huck would have just passed them by but we've talked about the the whole time thing not making sense in episode two but uh this whole thing was like all right whatever they meet up now this is where we find out the big part at least what felix finds out where Wait, what do you mean hope didn't put this together no i did and he just can't wrap his head around that. And we'll, we'll find out later that even Huck can't seem to wrap her head around it either. But he was like, so where is she? He's like, oh, well, she's on a mission. She's got this whole plan. Well, we got to help her. we got to go do this. You know, he's the, the the leader. That's the role he plays at the, the campus. And that's the role he wants to play here. But Iris says, nope, this is all Hope. She has it under control. She's up there. She's going to sound the alarm. She tells the whole shebang. Right? It's like, okay, quick cut. Boom. Now we're up with Hope. Hope is at the roof. She has the crank in hand. Again, nothing happened with that empty. That was a letdown. Because of right there when they cut back, I'm expecting to see something. Nothing. Well,
1: what? Well, I do recall that there was one interaction with the empty where it busted through the wall. Yeah, yeah. It, it
0: busted through. It was the same one, but it didn't grab her or anything. It just yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Coming. And that's what I was saying. I was expecting some kind of chase or something. Like She still has to find... The, the stairs to get to the roof. I was expecting something else. Nothing. Yeah. You're she, right. It, it banged into like a scare, like in, in a haunted house. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's you're it. right. It was like, all right, well, where's the, where goes? There's nothing there. So she gets to the roof, and she goes to use the crank. The crank pops off. Boom. Cut. All right. Next, you know, we're back with the group. And this is another important, because this is where Silas now gets that other segment, that, that scene that you were talking about, where, uh, He he is talking with uh, Iris and Iris is talking about life and just, uh, just basically mistakes and things that they made because he starts telling her that he doesn't feel strong, that he wants to go back. He's ready to go back. He's done. She's like, no, you can do this. We could all do this. We could live past our mistakes. And he says, I can't. We can't. And you don't need to know. To that effect, he's got something. And he slams his hand down. We don't see him get hurt. But later on, this explains why at that point she was wrapping his hand, which we'll get to. He slams his hand down. And there goes that. There was another little flashback scene that he had at this point. And this was another telling part. And it's where you see him in uh the dad's office, um Iris and Hope's father's office and he's a cleaning guy. And you see him cleaning and he's sweeping and doing and he takes a look at a picture on a desk and it's Hope, Iris and At that moment, Iris walks in, She has a little conversation about family life and this is where she explains that it's been two weeks since she's seen her father because he went away on that mission. So now we know that the the timing of when he showed up from when two weeks of when the father left. So this is all fairly new. This engagement of him showing up there, them sort of becoming friendly. I wouldn't even say they're friends. It's just like this is her way of uh, just saying Hello because uh, he's a new guy and whatever and um as she's doing all this and talking about oh, you know family drama and he's just listening he's like all right whatever and then she leaves a, a piece of paper falls down from what uh, from her notebook that was the poem the tiger uh, and, uh, and the and the lamb. so he picks this up but uh, that was a key part there because then after this well before i even go into that what did you guys gather from that part Alone, Because I know, that, and I was going to skip over but I know Dana, you were saying that you think there's a relationship. You think that he actually, I thought he was just looking at it as a happy picture, something that he didn't have, like a happy home life. But you were thinking that, or maybe it was Rich, that this is no, more I'm of rich. a love love interest type thing.
2: That was Rich.
0: Rich, that's you. You think that it's more of something that he's interested? Because from what we gathered before this, there is no mention or even seen that he even saw uh, Hope or Iris prior to this. So it could be either one of them. That he's interested. But I thought it was just, oh, wow, happy home life. Look at this guy, Lucky. Or these kids, look at them, they're Lucky with their dad. I don't have that. And then she walks over. But you can take it from
1: Well, that actually is a very good theory. Because uh, we didn't discuss that uh, before we started recording. That is a good theory that it could have been related to family life. The only reason why I say, um, it to me, it feels like he has a bit of a crush on Iris is because... There are several interactions they have in this episode where it's it's kind of like it's the creepy the creepy stalker type in, in my personal opinion. Looking at the photo and the girl in the photo and then you see the you see Iris walks in, puts the photo down, you know, takes the poem that fell out and and still has it in his possession. Um it's just th- th- stuff like that it, it just gives me the vibe that yes, he has a bit of a crush on her. Um obviously probably will not get to the point of opening up about that just yet but you see that this is developing because of how he looks at her every time they have an interaction and then as you get into this episode later on when they have their little moment where he puts his jacket around her I mean it's kind of like he sees that she is accepting of, of, of him and I think that if you've ever seen a movie or a TV show this is normally how these things start out, where the other person thinks way too much of a situation, and like, okay, this person must like me, but really that person is just completely obsessed with the other person. Mm. So mm. it could go in, it it could go in that direction, because but but again. We'll have to see.
0: Yeah, because if anything, it could, it could just be that he's just happy that someone's being nice to him. Because yeah. it, there was another quick flashback during this whole little segment here where he's just walking down the halls. And he's this time, he's actually listening to music on his Walkman. The battery's dying. The tape's warped. Something's going on. He's tapping on it. It cuts out. And then he can hear some of the students calling him a monster and like, hey, I thought we put the gates up to keep them out. And, and so they know his backstory. So it must have been pretty big. Whatever happened, everybody knows. So that's another thing to to take in consideration here. That it's not just oh, it's a private thing. Everybody seems to know. How do they know? This is a time where there is no television, there is no newspaper, there is no internet. At least we don't see anyone using these type of things. So, and
1: and and I will also add that they also know because they read the script before. So they know they they read they read the script of every episode of this show. So they know everything that's going to happen before us. See, there you go. Now it's a spoiler. (laughs) They they ruined
0: it. They spoiled it for us. (laughs) All right, so during this same part, there was another conversation where Hope calls on the walkie-talkie. She's talking to Iris. Iris says, hey, we got somebody else here. Felix jumps on, and he talks about, all right, listen, what are we going to do? We got to get you out of here. I'm going to go meet up with you. She's like, no, hold back. Follow with the... Hope herself say, "Take, let me take the lead. I got. This. Just get everybody over there." And this pissed me off. This little jokey. Oh, just remember once you hear the siren, haul ass. And then Elton's like, well, "What does that mean? What is it? What, 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 that has to be more specific." It's like, "You know, haul ass. Like move fast. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, you have to be clearer about it What? What is this? What, what is it? That's that's the whole dialogue. That, no." No, no one in this situation would come up with a stupid joke like that. First off, and also, whole ass. Who doesn't know a whole ass? It means move fast. That's it. Just get your ass moving. It, oh, it just pissed me off. I did not like that scene. That that was cringy. And I, oh, I man, I just David I don't know why. Maybe I'm getting too worked up, but I don't know.
1: Well, no. I guess they decided they wanted to try to add some lighthearted comedy to these uh, situations, but this is obviously a very serious uh, things that are happening here. So
0: yeah, and that's the issue that I have is especially with Iris, just doesn't. There should be some real sense of urgency and some some emotion. This is a horrible situation right now. Think about it. It's like they're in the the, the BOG. There's all these empties. They've never in their life seen so many around. And now they're relying on, well, Cyrus is relying on her sister who's on a rooftop away from them to siren an alarm so that way all of the the empties can gathered toward her sister at the same time she has to run with everyone else to safety through this gate I mean there's a lot that should be expressed here on her face or in her tone I'm not getting any of that the only person that's really delivering On on that front is actually Felix. Because he's like, we got to get this done. We got to get out of here. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're going to. No, that's what I'm saying. We're not getting that from her. And if this was, since this is her plan, all of this, there should be some, I don't know, sense of urgency. You know, but whatever. Fast forward, next scene. It's a beautiful shot. Love this shot. Where the camera's just panning through the crowd. It sort of reminds me of Savior Private Ryan. Opening scene where they're all on the boat about to storm Normandy, and the camera's just starting from the front to back, just zooming in on everyone. And we see all the members of, the, of this group all wearing their face coverings now. That's a thing. I think we're going to see that throughout this. Uh, I really think they just probably forgot that when they filmed Episode 1 and 2, it was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Psst. We forgot to put the face coverings. We forgot that. But we'll see. Maybe in Episode 4, they, they toss them. But it just makes perfect sense. Think about it. Burning rubber. Stench of dead bodies everywhere. It, it, it seems like a no-brainer right so anyway it zooms in you see everybody turns around door opens they're getting ready at the top that was the other issue hope was that she had tools we saw that she was able to fix the horn she's getting ready room she cranks it siren goes off boom they go running out as they go running out if i c- recall correctly this is where the poem starts am i correct about that with the narration of Iris reading the poem, The Tiger and the Land. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, it, it turns into one of these weird montage moments. You hear the narration of Iris with the poem. You see the group now, sort of in a slow-mo, going through pushing some of the empties away, some of them actually fighting and doing some weird flips and stuff. Kind of interesting. I don't know. Just, it, it just felt weird for me, but I, I enjoyed it so long. What really pissed me off is the next part of this montage is when Hope is working her way down from the ladder. And just like from the tree house, she has trouble with ladders and she falls off and she tweaks her ankle and that same empty that was inside is now outside and not too far from her okay is this the point is she gonna have a confrontation with this nope she makes it past there goes that all right so now we pan to the group the group have made it to this exit point but iris is still waiting for her sister she looks off you see through the fog and empties and all this stuff iris is further back she starts a fire and richie brought this up because again this doesn't. They never show another scene of this. Is never another frame of this. She takes a lighter out and she throws it down to, I guess, just ignite some more of the tires or what have you that's over there. But then it doesn't seem to do anything. Like, was it, we, I was expecting, like, all right, she's doing this to draw more empties or maybe just set a group of them on fire. No, nothing. Nothing happens. So it was a waste of a scene. Or maybe they probably filmed a longer scene and they cut it. That's really what it felt like, because I was expecting more from this, because when we go back to Iris, when she finally does see her sister coming through, and it shows a nice wide shot, you see no flames in the background. You just see fog. It should look like she's coming out of the fire. That's what I was expecting. You know, one of those, like, Rambo moments, I made it. You know, something like that. Nothing. (laughs) you know what yeah. i mean it's like come yeah. on because she's limping she's hurt you know i want to see in the back this would have been awesome think about this people close your eyes and just envision this. flames uh, empties on fires flaring their arms they're about to hit the true death yeah that's right to true blood this is the true death they're like oh we're finally gonna die you know and then she's like i could make it she's looking dragging herself across and maybe collapse and pull a platoon you know help me no this doesn't happen We just see her walking through some fog. All of a sudden, she gets uh, tackled down or she gets attacked by, uh, what do you want to call this? It's a a two-headed empty or uh, two uh, empty that got uh,
1: welded together? Yeah, yeah, two that got welded together because they both have bodies. But go ahead, Dana. You were saying something.
2: No, 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 no. I was just like, that was my theory as well, like because of the fire. You know, they just got smushed and melted together.
1: Yeah, well, not the fire
0: that Hope started, just from the, the fire that was already no, there. No, the, the fire
2: that's been burning yeah, for all yeah, this time. Yeah,
0: oh, I'll go with that. If not, you know, the first thing I had that popped up my eye, I'm thinking it was like, oh, from uh, the, what you call it, uh, American Horror Story Freak Show, you know? And, that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and maybe there was one of those moments. It was like, oh, see, everybody dies here in this apocalypse. But anyway, she starts fighting with this thing, and uh, it shoves her down. You see her, she bangs her head against the ground. It's This is it. This is it. She's about to get attacked. And uh, as it approaches closer, Iris tackles this thing against a wall or the gate or whatever it was behind. She grabs a weapon and boom, kill shot to head number one, right? I was expecting that little flashback training like they showed in uh, episode one of Felix saying always aim for the head. That's the incident, right? Aim for the head. And that's what she did. Boom. She kills it. No celebration here because remember, they're they're welded together. So the other one is still alive and still reaching for her and grabbing and doing the whole thing. And what happens? Now she falls back. And so this thing is on her, so you got one you know true dead empty and then you got the other one that's alive and the one that's alive is about to bite her it's doing that whole traditional trope of like "Ah, i'm gonna get you oh is she gonna die i don't know but then he's it this pissed me off i I get pissed off a lot for the littlest things and this was another one when you see hope standing with her weapon her spear-like weapon and she jabs it right into the head of the walker and some people like well what's wrong with that adam that's what you said we just talked about Yeah, yeah 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 But that head is right on top, right above her sister. So wouldn't all that blood guts, all that gook spew right out into her sister's mouth? I mean, it's right there. The first thing I would think of is not, if I see this, if my, my sibling or any, a friend or whatever, I'm trying to save my buddy and I see that there's oh, an empty on top of him, I'm going to run, I'm going to kick the shit right on the side of the head or I'm going to you know, do something, or even with the spear, from an angle, push it away. Just, you know, stab it through the, the, the torso just to, like, pry it off. I'm not going to take the chance of stabbing downward at this head while it's right above... The, my my friend my siblings head it just seems like a dumb move but whatever that's it, what they used here and, and and you see clear shot of Iris face nothing not a speck <laughs> of fucking cook on her it, all
1: right Rich yeah no I I I agree I, I just want to make a, a to just a quick comment you know because I, I know that some people that listen to this show they may be like well y'all don't really highlight the positives. You only talk about the negative. So let, let me just say a positive first about this scene. I'm glad that they gave uh, you know Iris her moment of redemption because she looked very silly in the second episode where she couldn't get the job done, try to take down an empty. So they had to have her have a redeeming moment of at least taking down one of the empties. Now here is where the negative part comes in. I do not like in these Walking Dead shows how... It, we always have to see the person wrestling with the walker, or in this case, the empty. in all you know, every time they have an encounter, it's like I've seen it in *Fear the Walking Dead*, I've seen it in the regular *Walking Dead*, and now in this show. And I'll be very impressed when the writers, producers, directors find a way to show the struggle between the walkers and the the humans that doesn't involve them. Eventually, the walker grabs the person, and then they're wrestling with the, with, with, with the actual uh, walker. I'll be impressed when I see that. But until then, I'm just going to assume that's going to happen in every Walking Dead show from here on out. But I just wanted to, to make that point. So go ahead.
2: Great. I disagree for the simple fact that you saw that these kids are really struggling just to kill one, right? And no matter how much training they had, when you actually are there to do something, it's much different. And because they're right in the moment, I don't think that they're thinking of certain positions aside from hanging from the head, that is literally all. So while you can sit and map out what they did wrong in the stabbing and how you would have done it, they're right there in that moment. and they're still these are not expert killers. This is not like Felix and hunt and um heck, what is the name Hunt Doc. Uh, no uh, so. It's going to be sloppy and messy.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, well, whatever. It, regardless, clear as day. You knew what's going to happen, right? So she saves Iris, but then she still collapses because she's got that issue with her leg. Iris helps her as they're, now we get that uh, platoon shot of like them getting out of the fire. Oh, wait for Again, no flames in the background. So what was the cause of the fire? What happened to the fire? What was the purpose of the fire? Nothing. Because, I, I mean, I I was expecting more with that. Maybe she planned something out to do it, like a ring of fire. You know, maybe she started a ring. Do an overhead shot. Show us. That. Nothing. Whatever. Elliot, uh, FCR, almost said uh, Elton, runs out to help the two. They're, they're getting close. He had to put his bag down for that, though. As they're getting through, the they were having some issues getting over. We got the empties coming close. Um... Our boy Silas, since he is the big and strong one, don't know what happened with Felix, he disappeared from this part, he just ran through the, the gate area and left them, but it's up to Silas to hold the pig piece, the, the, the tire area, to get them through. They're all going through, but right before they're about to close, Elton says, hey, my bag, my bag's out there. So then he has to run out there. He grabs a bag. They're trying to build the tension that these empties are getting closer. There are a lot of them, but come on now. The only thing that we could have seen coming if it did happen would be if this were to play off of... The idea that uh, Silas is a bad guy. Because then at this point, he could have just said, like, you're done, goodbye, and just left him there. You know, close it up, drop the, the the piece that he was holding, and that's it. Elton would have been trapped with the, the empties. But no, he didn't do that. He waited for him. He, you know, he was holding this big, heavy piece, but he, he was good to go. Elton grabs the bag, runs over, poof, he's done. Case closed. They all survived. They made it through the BOG don't think we're ever gonna, but, uh, Rich, we'll just talk about real quick, because you brought up something, you were like, if this was a moment to kill off one of these, which I thought was too soon, but at least to show, like, a malicious side of Silas, this would have been it.
1: Uh, I agree 100% on that, um, the only reason why they did not use this moment to kill off Elton is because we still have to have an episode talking about his backstory, Mm -hmm. and also it would make his interaction with hope afterwards when she asked him about why 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 did he try to get his stuff back you wouldn't have that moment yeah, if yeah. he got killed or hurt at this in this particular scene so i understand that but if this was real life there's no way in hell, somebody definitely going to get bit or killed in that instance.
0: Well, well uh, what I was really going for wasn't so much of that he was just going to let him die, but more just looking at maybe his facial expression to see if there was some form of hesitation of like, man, I don't really give a shit. You know, like maybe he would look back at the group like, uh, I think I'm just going to go. But then yeah. just like stop. But no, it was none of that. It was like, oh, no, you need, I'm going to help you. I got this. I got this. And he's doing the whole thing. And, and so I was like, oh, wow he's, he is a good guy.
1: I'm pretty sure that that moment's going to come later, though. I mean, it's if something happens, you know, because, again, he can go off the deep end just like that. So we'll have to wait and see. uh, But I I, I wouldn't suspect that he's going to remain on good terms with everybody, um, because I kind of feel like something could happen that could change that. But we'll have Mm -hmm. to wait and see what that actually Mm -hmm. is. Mm
2: -hmm. The
1: next scene. It's
0: all sunshines and rainbows. You got the group <laughs> hanging out by the lakeside on a dock that they found. You got Elton fishing. He found a fishing rod. He's just chilling. They're like, yeah, everything is cool. Got Hope leaning over the little railing there and Husk is there. So, you know, everybody, they count on you. They depend on you. And I'm thinking, did they screw something up in the story? Because this was not her plan. This was Iris's plan. Iris is the leader of this group this is all about iris iris even confirmed this with felix telling him hey this was not hope's plan but yet Huck is making it seem like this is all hope's plan so you know when uh, maybe somewhere along the lines when they wrote the script it was originally going to be that and they said no 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 we need to give something to iris let's make her the, the leader and say this well they forgot this scene because hope the, the way huck is interacting with hope it's like you know you're in charge everybody's looking for guidance you're the one running this you know you got the juice now hope you know it's that type of moment and it didn't it didn't fit right that i didn't really agree with that but it was a quick little thing the next scene after that there it's a group it's an important part to mention here that felix says hey we're done we got everybody together we're all safe we're headed back that's it we're finished with and of course, as expected, or else the show could just end right now. Everyone said, no, I'm not going back. Yeah, I'm not going back. You know, F that shit, you know, whatever. We definitely know Silas isn't going back. He was like the second to respond. Like, i oh, no, I'm oh, no. He's like, in fact, and he threw something at Felix's face. Because during that one scene, one, during one of the flashbacks, when he uh, welcomed uh, Silas to the, the campus, he said, hey, you could have a fresh start here. And he threw that back at him. He's like, hey, you said I could have a fresh start. This is my fresh start. You know, I'm doing this. It feels like, oh, what about your uncle? You know, your uncle cares about you, and he's gonna miss you. He's like, yeah, but he would want me to do this. This is I'm basically saying this. I'm living my best life over there. I'm just cleaning people's gum and shit off the floor. Here, I'm over. here. I just saved Elton's life. Did you see that? Did you see that? You know, I, I'm doing something. I, I'm making moves here. So. Uh, pretty much giving him an ultimatum. It's Like well why don't you just join us For Felix and Husk Felix looks over at Husk And Husk is like I'm cool with it Yeah yeah let's go Let's do it you know, She's down for anything I mean think about it She only came out here to help Felix She's down for it all. That's a true friend right there. That's that's the type of friend you get a tattoo of their name on your side. It's like, yo, me and this one forever, for life. Because if you're willing, if I were to just say, yo, Rich, listen, there's a bunch of uh, empties or walkers, whatever you want to call them out there. I need to go on this dangerous mission. We may not make it. We don't have that many supplies. Are you down to go? And if you just give me a high five and say, let's go, then we're boys for life. I can't never doubt you. So the fact that she just like, yeah. They need help. I'm going to go with them. We're going to take this forever trip from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, all the way to New York. That's with no vehicle. This is going to, they said they only filmed this for two seasons. They're going to have to do a lot of uh, fast tracking because if you're doing this on foot, that's a journey. But this is the scene, and I'm gonna. I want your insight because we had some issues with this. I think we all had different views, but I think we all agreed this was kind of BS. The next scene is you see Iris sitting down over at the pier area there near the lake. Hope comes over and says, "Oh, I want to thank you for you know agreeing with me about going on this mission and, and doing all this and, and having my back." And, and right there, er, scratch the record because uh, this was Iris's plan. This was Iris' plan. What, when did this become Hope's plan? I don't, I, did we miss something? When did it become, for her to say, was like, oh, thanks for having my back. That should have been reversed. Hope should have been sitting there. Iris should have walked off. Thanks for having my back because this was my crazy plan to go save dad. And you did it. But that's not how this panned out. And then we see how Iris gets, uh, Hope gets all emotional, starts crying, spills some beans to Iris, says, hey, I should have told you this. I'm the blame for mom's death. I approached the the pregnant lady when she had the gun. That caused her to get jumpy. She shot mom. It was my fault. My fault. She's bawling. She's crying. She's doing the whole thing. Game Very dramatic. Trying to win an Emmy. And Iris is just just stone-faced, staring at her, looks off, doesn't sell it. If we call this wrestling terms, there was a no sell here. And just says, "Eh, yeah, you should have told me. All right, come come here. and P- puts one arm around. did not even give her a full hug. Like, pull one. Man, Rich, what did you get from this scene? Did this pull you in emotionally, or did this feel like this was a moment if you were a director, cut, retake, this did not fly? What did you think of this?
1: Well, I personally didn't feel any, any chemistry whatsoever between the sisters. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Hope, the actress that plays Hope did an excellent job, very convincing with the tears, and, you know, I understand... You have a secret, uh, you know, that is that deep. It's going to be hard to share it, but uh, it had to be painful. But she had to share it and get to that because they alluded to earlier in this episode when they had the conversation with Felix back at the office space. And, 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 you know, basically that was where Silas told them that uh, about what was going on with 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 Hope when she had. Led a walker away. Uh, I'm sorry. Led an empty away, uh, just in the previous episode, and how it was that she was feeling guilty about something that she had done. So I'm glad that they finally got to that point where she finally con- confessed this stuff to her sister, which she should have told her a long time ago. But their whole interaction, yeah, it, it, it was not convincing from 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 Iris's side that she was accepting of the news. I understand hearing that and being shocked in the in the moment or being a bit speechless, but I don't think the actress did a really good job of conveying what her true emotion was at that particular moment. And one other point that I want to add before you go to Dana, when uh, Hope came to Iris and started that conversation about the plan, what I thought that conversation was about, thank you for trusting me, because, you know, at the beginning of the episode, she was the one that decided to go along with Elton's plan, and obviously... That stressed out her sister and stressed out everybody because they were concerned about her. So I thought she was just saying, I'm sorry that I put you through this, but thank you for going along mm-hmm. with the plan. So went further and then, back then. I was
0: picking it up. It was like, well, thanks for agreeing that we should keep going on this journey.
1: Yeah. When, yeah, they, when I, they got to that, uh, yeah. That, that's what I figured because I, I we go back to the conversations they had over the walkie-talkie. And clearly Iris was was uneasy about what was going to happen with her sister. But uh, again, she she remained positive and they both, you know, they had the whole middle finger thing over the walkie talkie. So I, I assumed because she had left, because, again, when they woke up at the beginning of the episode, she wasn't there. So I would imagine I would be worried if that was my sister or brother, I would be very concerned and wondering where the hell are they at. So I figured she was just coming to her to say, I'm sorry about that you know, but, you know, everything is fine now. And then that's when she spilled her beans even further and told her about what happened with their mom. That's what I got out of that. But I could be wrong. You know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, Dana?
2: Yes. I hmm, I agree with Richard at this point here. Um, there was some confusion. Again, it, I think it has to do with the editing and with the show. But everything that kind of Richard said, I kind of agree with it
0: All right, there we go because then this is it this is at this point they decided to leave the lake house because Felix was like hey we're losing daylight if we're going to go on this trip because he he agrees and was like yeah we're going to go with you guys we're not going to let you but then again I'm thinking in my head who's taking care of the campus If every scene we've seen like you're running the show right now what
2: well see that to me was always kind of I didn't know in the sense of I can't see Felix being the one guy like the the would all of the jobs and the hats to a, a 10,000 person campus? But that's the thing. I know.
0: I wish they would have at least showed... It doesn't have to be... It could just be... Actor number one, two, three or whatever. It could be a random guy. Just show somebody who's in charge. Because in every scene for any of the major issues regarding the campus, it's all about Felix. Felix was the first to talk to Elizabeth, to greet her when she arrived with that whole thing. Felix was the one in the flashback showing them how to train and fight. When um, Silas gets his introduction or his interview to join, it's Felix that's doing the interview felix is the one that's dealing as a police when he arrested hope and then felix is the one that goes out with husk to to do the the retrieval for of these kids he didn't send anybody well, out it makes it seem like it's
1: just all him well well, hold on i think i think i think we we, we, we i think we all know who is running the uh campus colony the showrunner the showrunner is the one that's running that that's why you never see the person <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. womp, womp. There we go. We're gonna have to
1: add that. But, 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 but in all seriousness, an
0: Elton joke
1: here. Oh boy. But but in all seriousness, seriousness, I would just say this. Uh, obviously, I guess it is Felix. But I would like this is just my personal theory. It, it is going to be a hundred percent incorrect if they were to connect this to any of the other shows. I would not mind if the person that was running that is Maggie. Because they we never got an explanation as to what happened with that character. We will get that explanation. I know when the show, when the regular Walking Dead returns, but it would be good if it is somebody that we that is in the Walking Dead. We just don't know that they're running that facility now, but I, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, it's we'll see. probably definitely not her. But yeah, that would be a good way to tie that back.
0: well we we sort of hinted that we sort of know what's going to happen, at least when it comes to the connection with fear. And with this one, mainly because of Al and how she had that relationship. That was that one episode. It was last season, maybe the season before that. We had a relationship yeah. with uh, the pilot of one of those down in black helicopters. Right? And, uh, of course, we know the black helicopter from Fear Walking Dead proper that took Rick away. Right? This is all part of that group. This is him. So, anyway, now this is the last scene for this group. Now they're back on the road, heading off to the next location. And you see Hope. And uh, Elton having the little conversations that they do. And she brings up a good point. She was like, hey, why did you care so much about that bag? First of all, that's kind of silly because you're on limited supplies as it is so i would think everything is valuable you don't want to drop anything you could have a pocket knife in that bag that's enough to save your life so yeah what do you mean I, this is everything i have is in here. but no there's actually something more sentimental and he takes it out and it's his mother's manuscript and he says he plans on finishing it so he's going to bring it along and that's why he'll want to lose it i was like oh she was like oh okay yeah that makes sense it's like all right whatever but the, the the key part of this this scene again is It makes sense. It started the episode with Silas and it's going to end this scene with them with Silas. He's walking. You said it was his jacket. I thought it was a blanket. He has over his head. He's back with his headphones and he's listening to his grandfather read off scripture to him. And I guess I still think it's something he listens to that soothes him. Uh, I hope he has a bunch of batteries, or if this is an iPod or something, but then again, you wouldn't tap on an iPod like that, which is why I think it's still a tape, but whatever, he's listening to this, and as he's walking and he's listening, Iris walks over, stops him, grabs his hand, and starts bandaging the hand up, the palm, his right hand, and I guess this is from when he hit the table back at the room we never really see him get injured but it must have happened so she bandages him up he gives her a little smile still listening to the whole thing and then he takes his blanket or jacket whatever and he covers over her puts his arm around and then they start walking together and she smiles she's cool with this could be friendly the way he did it was very smooth which is why i would think if you're very if you're an awkward type of person and not really used to dating or interacting with the opposite sex or what have you in any kind of, uh, you know, that type of way, this wouldn't be your first move. You wouldn't know how to react, but he was smooth with it. He was like, oh, you bandaged me up. Here's my little smile and here's my arm. And he puts it and covers over and she's cool with it. I don't get this part for two reasons. One, like I just dated, with the smoothness of how he pulled, how he pulled out. And two, it's not raining, it's not cloudy, it's not cold. They were just at the lake. Why is he walking with this hood? And why would she be cool (laughs) with that? You know what I mean?
2: I view this as a safety blanket.
0: So it's a safety. So then that ties in with him listening to Grandpa's speech and stuff because it's safety. It's a comfort and safety. All right, all right,
2: we can go. Go. And they have like that bear and they're attached to the bear and they never let go of that bear.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So then no. like he's putting the safety. So it wasn't so much of a romantic gesture. It was more like, hey, no. I'm going to put this to make you safe.
2: I think that it's, it's more of like, I am willing to open up to you. Because if you looked at kind of like the end, everybody kind of paired off. Mm-hmm. And he looked to her as like, hey, I'm going to open up to you. Here's my blanket.
1: All right. All right, Rich. Yeah, yeah. I, I think w- the point Dana made is right on the money. That's what I got out of it too. But uh, what what I, I wanted to ask you, Adam, is uh, before we started recording, you said that this character reminds you of an actual person, like a real serial killer type person. And I thought about that because you said that that person also recorded some audio conversations.
0: Ed Kemper. I- Ed Kemper. For those who, maybe this will trigger, they'll know this famous serial killer who killed a bunch of women, killed his mom. He, he raped these women. He's a huge guy. And eventually, later on, he started doing some audio books. He was doing voice work while still in prison. I mean, he's still in prison. But he was the same type of thing. He was a big dude, had issues with his mother. Mother hated him. And because of that, that group added him hate women. And there was a lot of issues there. But it was the same type of thing. He was an outcast for a lot of things. And then the part earlier when Iris was talking about she misses her mom. What about you? He's like, no. You know, it's like, no, that, that that's not even a thing. So he hates that. The, also, the fact that he wound up living with the grandparents. Ed Kemper also went to live with the grandparents, wound up killing his grandparents, went to a mental asylum because he was still young. Or uh, yeah, I think it was a mental facility. It was some sort of it wasn't prison because he was still a minor. And then once he hit of age, he went back to live with his mom. Uh, but then, of course, we know what happens after that. But that's the sort of weird the weird backstory i was gathering from this with all of that when, with the grandparents and, and with the handcuffs like did he do something to them and but uh, but then how would felix feel about just bringing him in like that to work at the at the school i mean that was something else that kemper did work now that I think about it his mother was like an administrator at the a, a, a college and then he put the college sticker on his car and that's how he was able to pick up the, these young women so i that would be very dark if they go down that well, road with uh, silas
1: well you know i, I i'm not going to say that that character is a hundred percent uh this same guy but it, it does feel as though they could have pulled from some stuff about this guy because again when you go back to you mentioned the audio books that's why i think they have that in there because they're pulling pieces of this of this real life fictional person and making it a part of this character because I thought about that with the audiobooks that's a very specific thing but obviously they're changing the context of what he's doing with those audiobooks and how it's impacting his interactions mm-hmm. but that's just that's just my my personal thought but yeah I just wanted to mention that cuz others might uh Not know about that that real life cat, that real life guy, and they may research it after this.
0: Yeah, also, uh, if you want to do even more research, it's a a TV show you can watch. It was uh, was Mine Hunter, I think that was what it was called on Netflix, season one. And uh, they actually go into it and they interview the the character, uh, Kemper. But you can also look up on YouTube, there's a lot of conversation. Crazy story, crazy story. All right, but uh, that's it for this scene for these kids. That's it for the episode for them. The final scene of the episode. It takes us to Elizabeth, the colonel. And she's in her apartment. Or it, it, I wouldn't say it's an office. It definitely looks like an apartment. She has a living room. She has a you know, kitchen set. There's a knock on the door. It's one of her underlings, one of the soldiers. He comes in and says, hey, I have issues with what we, we did. You know, I have issues with the killings. I have issues with this and that. I don't think it was justified. I didn't see them as a threat. You said we were going to just take care of threats. And uh, she starts turning on a ceiling fan. She turns on a TV, that's right, she turned on a TV, turned on a radio, she turned on some appliances, full blast, she walks over and she's like, hey, this is what we did it for. This Look what we have. They all eventually become threats to what we have. One of the things is they do a faraway shot to show this entire room, and yeah, you see all these appliances, everything I described, but it's a huge Union Jack flag up on the wall. I think that has something to do with this, because remember, we are technically in... You know, Nebraska. We're in the U.S. What is a huge Union Jack flag doing on the whatever? Right. Just keep that in your mind in the back. Like, yeah, I saw that. So they have this conversation. She said, like, "You know what? Let's just have some soup. Let's talk about over soup." Oh. Now she had brought out some Tylenol before that, there, but I, there's no point really mentioning because she didn't poison him or anything. But she did bring that yeah. up, so she was gonna make some soup. No,
2: she used it as as like an emphasis.
0: Okay, you know. I mean, if like, anything, look, if, 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 I, yeah, well, if anything, maybe she put that in the soup. You know, who knows? I don't know. It's it it was action. weird. It was weird to show that. Yeah, I know. No. That's it was weird. Because it, you know, most people are like well, because she kills him. No, 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 no. Because the next scene, we see that they're just there. They're having their case. She's talking to him. He's still in, still saying the same thing. He's, it was unjust. He's there doing. There's a knock at the door. He just go open it. Opens it. Other soldiers. They're armed. They're getting ready. They get ready to take him out. She says, "You know what? Um, you're going to be sent over to what was it? It was like a, a reprogramming facility of some sorts or a rebrainwashing." Just try to get his mind straightened out. And once he's ready, then he'll come back into the fold as a soldier. And he's like, no, I have no plans of ever coming back. I'm never going to do that. And she takes out a gun. I'm like, oh, this is when she shoots him. She didn't like that answer. But no, she does nothing. She keeps it right in front of her. Like, I guess there's a safety measure in case he attacks her for what he's, she's about to say. And she is at some distance. She's like across the room. And then she tells him, he's like, you know what? If you can't, then you'll just stay there forever for the remainder of your life. Just work as a, a one of the underlings there. And I don't think did you guys recall did he respond to that? Did he say anything to that? Like, oh no, you can't do that. I don't I don't think he did. I, I think they just took him out. Because that didn't even matter. No who cares? The the main scene the main part I should say of this scene is that once he leaves, she turns everything back on because it, that's one part and I didn't cut over anything. They didn't show it. When they sat down for the soup, everything was off. So we didn't see her turn it off, but Obviously, she did because now she turns the TV on. She turns the radio on, ceiling fan, the whole shebang. She sits down at the table where the soup is. She looks at a map. And, Dana, you caught this so you could finish this part off.
2: So, this was a map that um, when you zoomed in, it looked like they was on a trail to find or go to the next colony. Because this goes back to, uh, remember before in the previous episode when we saw them kind of kill... a a zombie and it was a bunch of them and she stabbed him in the face with the knife gun thing. Yeah. So they're traveling to um, it looked like according to the map to Omaha to either find the next colony or to whatever it is that they're searching for. That's where they're headed.
0: And then she started crying. So
2: she knows she she started crying because she knows what she did was horrific and she had to keep up that act. And that's why, you know, she turns back the 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 stove, the TV, the blender, the coffee maker to remind herself, this is why I'm doing this. We have these resources that we've never had, you know, prior, you know, until before the fall of the the, everything. And this is this is why
0: I was thinking if this was a flashback. Because I'm pretty no. sure that's where the campus is. Campus Colony is in Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska, because yeah. that's also where Silas says he's from. That's also where they say everything is. So I'm wondering if this is what they've been doing, going around, and now she knows that's the next stop, and this is what she's going to have to do, and she's sad about it. But they're going to take the resources that they need, and resources also can qualify as humans. And that's what they did with oh. the dad. And I think that's What's why. i that- oh, sorry. No, keep going.
2: That was kind of the, the the thing where remember we didn't know if that was something that was already done. Yeah. Because that's why the man was so upset. It wasn't like oh you just killed one person. Yeah,
0: they just they're just it, killing off everyone at the, the they colony. Radical. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Which kind of makes me think. Remember going back again. Remember when they painted the, the they spray painted when the zombies blew and then they stabbed him in the face again. Yeah, the are empty. Was that? Also, another scene from them uh, eradicating another colony mm-hmm. because we just don't know where they came from. Remember, they said, oh, we're tracking the zombies, but clearly we can't trust what they're saying.
0: But that was uh, Felix was doing it. Felix, Felix was
2: great. Yeah. Right. But remember, it was like when when the CRM came. Oh, there
0: was a doctor that was training them to do all this. Because mm-hmm. that, that's right. Because uh, Elton even mentioned it. If that's why they were like, why are you going to keep doing this? Because he had the spray can in the last... Oh, well, that's yeah. what the doctor said to do. This is how you, you could track their migration and do that whole...
2: And then, remember, then the next scene, we saw her stab them in the face. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, they're not tracking any migrations. No, no. They're just slaughtering. Yeah,
0: there's something going yeah. on here. There's definitely something going on. And it's it troubling to... her as well because she's breaking down crime. And mm-hmm. so, that is... Uh, that's it for this episode, people. This was... Uh, World Beyond, I almost forgot. I was going to say Fear the Walker. This is World Beyond, Season 1, Episode 3, uh, The Tiger and the Lamb. And uh, it's it was good. I liked it. I know people are like, but if you settle it right now, I like where they're going with Silas. I'm not too fond of the whole lost flashback style that they're pulling. It's just a lot of it. I would prefer just individual episodes dedicated to their backstories, and then we can just see it. Because I don't know. That's just my preference. It's just something like I like. We're just not seeing it here, but it's all right. But it's then again, we also know there's only two seasons. There's only two seasons, people. This is what they said. There's only two seasons, uh, so we'll uh, just have to see how this goes. But I- I'm looking forward to it. I- it's gonna get crazy. I mean, it's just everything on paper looks crazy. You got four kids, two adults traveling a great distance. Anything is possible. During this apocalypse, anything is possible. You could have the the empties. You could have horrible people like we've seen in Walking Dead. Uh, we could come across a sanctuary situation. Uh, who knows? It'd be funny if they walk by and we see signs. Where right here, name of the show. I am Negan. If we see some of those spray painted, it's like, hmm, who's that? I don't know. Let's just keep walking. You know what I mean? It could happen. It could very well happen. So uh, we will see. So uh, again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for listening, watching. We are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Just do a search for I am Negan. Of course, we're on YouTube. We're over at The Coalition. That's where the K the coalition.com. We got all the content. We cover everything. We're all from there. That's it. We're the Coalition family. So go ahead. Check that out. A lot of games, TV, movie reviews. We got everything up there. Um, we will be back within a day or so for Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 Episode 2. We got Cowboy Morgan over there doing his thing. So we will be back to talk about that. So if you're interested, go ahead. Sub up. Let's do this. This is what we're doing, people. This is what we're talking about. We're having fun. All right. uh, Anything you want to say, Dana? Rich?
2: Uh, Thank you once again for listening to us. And also comment if you have any theories of what you think is really going on. And remember, this connects to um, fear. And also the Rick Grimes story, even though we're not going to get Rick Grimes' movie until several, I don't even know how long. <laughs>
0: that's, that's true. I mean, that's the other thing. The, the, the flow of this maybe could also be blamed on the whole COVID situation. Maybe there was a bunch yeah. of scenes that they wanted to go back and be like, ah, that didn't work out right. But they couldn't go back to, re- to, to reshoot. So, <laughs> oh that's also where
2: we're getting the six bonus episodes for The Walking Dead. When is that dropping? Remember. Uh twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. All right, um, so
0: sometime next year. All right. Well that's gonna be yeah. interesting. All right, Rich, anything you wanna say?
1: Oh no, I just wanna thank everybody for listening to the show. Uh and as Dana said, feel free to leave your theories in the comment section and looking forward to covering fear yep. in the rest of the shows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's cool. It's cool. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Something has to happen to these kids, right? Can't be all smooth sailings. Something is gonna happen. All right, people. We will see you for fear later.